0: Today's episode of On Shuffle is brought to you by Miller Lite. Look, here on The Ringer, great website, we have our disagreements, but there shouldn't be any debate about this. Miller Lite is the great tasting light beer with only 96 calories and 3.2 grams of carbs. That's fewer calories and half the carbs of a Bud Light. So there's really nothing more to talk about. If you have a real argument, let me hear it. Until then, stick with Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Hold true. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back again. This is another episode of On Shuffle, and I'm your host, Micah Peters, a staff writer at The Ringer. And I've been thinking about how Jack Antonoff has been hanging out with the Dixie Chicks and Lana Del Rey. And getting pretty sad about it. But today, that's not what we're talking about. Today, we are going to be talking about Travis Scott's Astroworld, which finally arrived last Friday. I mean, talking about that with my good friend, Michael Uzuru. He's a producer who's worked with the likes of Vic Mensa, Vince Staples and Frank Ocean. Also, we're going to have some more recommendations for you. But first, let's get into Travis Scott's album. Let's do it. Guys, it's been two years since Burrs in the Trap sang McKnight, but Travis Scott is back with his new album, Astroworld, which finally arrived last Friday, and it is 17 tracks, which is a lot. It's thrilling, overwhelming, and jam-packed with features. I mean, literally everyone is there. Kevin Parker from Tame Impala, Frank Ocean, Drake, Juice World, Sway Lee. Anyone you can think of is probably on this album. The question is then, has Travis Scott conquered his musical ADHD, or at least found a way to use it to make the album he's always wanted to make. Here to help me figure that out is producer and good friend, Michael Uzuru, who worked on a lot of Frank Ocean's Blonde. He's also a self-professed Travis Scott stan. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm good. You came I, from a really Kukumanga. long way away. <laughs> Rancho
1: Cucamonga, yes. It's very far.
0: Did you listen to the album in the car? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. After having your first listen? Mm-hmm. What were your first impressions of Astroworld? And then after the second, or maybe like after you had the ride test on the car, what do you think now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had a couple of ride tests. First listen, it was it was cool. So far, it's getting better every single time.
0: Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of over the album. It's just kind of like a lot of corkscrews and dips and, you know, like jumps and things trying to throw you out of your yeah. seat. yeah. Is, how much of an improvement would you say this is over Birds and the Trap Sing Brian McKnight? Or is it just a completely different mode?
1: I think there's more highs. There's just more highs. I think he's, he's hitting his tempos more, and, and I think he's getting into better grooves. On this album, Like there's points in the album where it gets like really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's happening more frequently, and uh, there's just a, a higher quantity throughout the album than I think in the prior album birds in the trap and Mm -hmm. then before that was uh
0: rodeo Rodeo.
1: yeah i think that he's just getting better and just more consistent
0: right i'm glad that you brought up highs because it doesn't feel right to talk about like one or whichever song being the best on the album it's more so like i would rather discuss it in terms of like what's the biggest thrill because i mean the way that the, the the track list is is that all the songs are in all caps uh, right. None of none of the features are listed, which is right. like a huge twist. Um, but what do you think is the biggest thrill in the album? Probably Sickle Mode. I
1: mean, it's just happened so early. Like, if you just listened just straight up and you didn't like go on Twitter and see that Drake was on the album, I feel like Drake and Tay Keith need to just do an album. <laughs> he should
0: only rap over Memphis production for that. There's yeah. some
1: sort of uh, chemistry going on between the two, and I don't even know if they've ever met each other. I mean, just knowing how, like, beats and just, you know, sending stuff to people works, like, maybe they haven't. But there's some weird, like, chemistry that they just have. He just sounds great over Tay Keith's beats. And Tay Keith's beats sound great under Drake's vocals.
0: Sun is down, freezing cold. That's how we already know. When it's here, my dog will probably do it for Louis Bell. That's just all he know, he don't know nothing else. I tried to show him. Yeah, I
1: tried to show Yep.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Going on you with the pick and roll, young flame here in sicko mode. Right, so what we're talking about is uh the third song on the album, "Sicko Mode," which has yep. two like really. Whiplash inducing beat changes. Yes, it yes. kinda starts off with uh, like this organ sample that, you know, like threatens something much bigger and then it turns into Roger, this
1: Roger. Roger did the, the the keys on that. He's Roger really, um I forget. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's the same guy who did the keys on broccoli. He has a bunch of other um <clears throat> placements. He's just a, this really prolific, really great keyboard player. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else I like the I like the Quavo and takeoff situation at the end of who what that mm-hmm. one's really good
0: You, you texted me takeoff greater sign randomly like, Yeah hey day? he
1: went in oh my god we gotta talk about this ad-libs there's like I think the first couple bars every single ad-lib was very wet had a bunch of reverb on it and then he just did this mm, and it was so dry we did some things I don't know ways That we can't speak uh. All I know It was Obama on repeat uh. I, I don't think These things I took Is helping
0: me uh. some
1: more. I'm also using Like music terminology Right now Yeah Dry, wet, dry, dry. Wet and- So dry Of course Is just like No effects Or less effects mm-hmm. Or even an effect That brings out More of the vocal qualities mm-hmm. You know Can we put a reverb On my voice For like this sentence Right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sentence right here Exactly So this is a wet vocal And this is a dry vocal You know, you can You feel me You can feel the texture Of my voice You can mm-hmm. actually It was like the um, The episode of uh, Magic School Bus Where they were talking about friction And You can just feel the surface The surface is real You know, it's, it's very sterile And like It's there And up close and personal Um and then a wet vocal is just like, you know, you get more of the spacey effects, you get you get more distance, you get more depth of field. But I think that there's something special about a dry vocal that's very up close and personal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something awesome.
0: Yeah, for my part, I think that it's a toss up for what the biggest thrill is for me. I mm-hmm. think it's probably either James, like Travis Scott being the first rapper to correctly use Stevie Wonder's harmonica. Also, pulling in James Blake and yeah. Philip Bailey on that <laughs> song. That's awesome. Also, surprising was mm. Young Houston upstart Don Tolliver on the Yeah, Can't I downloaded that, al- that album that he or that mixtape he put out,
1: so I should. Check that one out.
0: Talk about taking your an opportunity and running with it. Can we have a little bit of that verse, actually? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going, going, in sure. going in. He's, he's going, going
1: in. I'll say this, too. I hate roller coasters. Absolutely hate roller coasters. I don't like going to amusement parks I'd never have in my life. I hate all that stuff. I used to hate Disneyland as a child. (laughs) I, I used to hate Chuck E. Cheese.
0: Wow! Yeah, wow. so I, like, I'm very, I'm very you know, sorry like about this traumatic me, like, experience. You know, like,
1: what are the highs? I'm just like, you know what, man, I, I don't have any highs. I'm just enjoying this album. I'm not treating this like it's a roller coaster. I don't believe in that.
0: <laughs> you don't believe in roller coasters? No, I don't believe in roller coasters. I don't believe in amusement parks. I don't do any of that stuff. Well, that's that's fine. You're 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 not missing out on much except <laughs> for really long lines and poor cell service yeah, and children screaming. The line
1: thing just really gets me. It's really cool that you know. There's no long lines to listen to this album. At least we can just like listen to it and just get straight to it. That would be horrible.
0: And so let's talk a little bit about the muchness of Astro World. The muchness, I mean, there's wow. there's a total of twenty nine credited producers, like there's Hit that. Boys, Sunny Digital, Wonder Girl, Cardo, Boy Wanda, yeah. FKI, First, Take Keith. Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Wonder Girl. You say Wonder Girl already? Wonder Girl's on it. She's so tight. Yeah. But also I mean like kind of Mike Dean, oh is... vegan,
1: my my friend, my great friend vegan, mm. did um, some work on that album on uh,
0: Astro Thunder, Astro Thunder, yes. Mm. The what is it? The one that like Thundercats also playing bass on, yeah, or which is
1: awesome. But then I also read somewhere that John Mayer is some part of that song. Yeah, I have well, no yeah, idea.
0: Yeah, John Mayer is also. I have no idea what part. Of, I'm gonna be looking for the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Figuring That's kind of cool. Exactly That's a where... kind of
1: a cool part of the album. Trying to figure out who did what.
0: Yeah, but okay. So say on like a record like skeletons is produced yeah. by Kevin Parker from Tame Impala yeah, features the weeknd yeah. Pharrell. i mean Interesting.
1: like i never i didn't peep Pharrell on that song
0: I neither did i next visit i'm gonna need your girl they get church visit you know cuz the world heck headache Also, I don't remember anything that Travis said on that record. Like what is what is Travis's role in like making a song like that come together? Because I mean, I like, mean he did say on Sicko mode like I you know like I put the sh- I'm the glue. Yeah. And I mean like is it as simple as that <clears throat> or Well, first of all, his voice
1: is on it, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like some of the greatest songs of all time. You know, we're not we're not wondering about, you know, who wrote what, where it was recorded, such and such and such. We're all just focused on the song itself. I think that's something that really great artists and smart artists know and focus on and worry about. I think that people try to find any angle they can to, to bring something like that down. And I think it happens with Drake too and um Kanye and maybe less with like a Beyoncé. But who, what you inspire others to do when they're around you, is a skill that a lot of people don't know how to utilize.
0: Yeah, I mean, like getting the best out of out of your features, out of the people that you're in the studio with, is a talent unto itself. Kind of like I don't know Tyler on Smuckers getting the best, best best verses from Lil Wayne and Kanye up to that point in like a couple of years. Yeah, I absolutely believe that that's a talent. I'll also
1: say, I mean, I think, what was it? Some Someone said something about him being like, you know, like DJ Khaled
0: mm.
1: or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would say he's more of Quincy Jones than DJ Khaled. But, you know, maybe DJ Khaled is a lot of Quincy Jones too, not to be sacrilegious or anything like that. But I do think that there's just something about being a composer, some, something about being someone who brings people together that is very much a skill. Something about being able to you know, deliver the vocal takes and to to write the songs and write the parts and come up with the melodies and direct the producers and, you know, all that stuff. That's great. And then also, you know, developing a working relationship with someone like Mike Dean. It's maybe a lot like being a coach or being You know, a point guard or quarterback, a a quarterback or a general manager. You have to be able to put things together and see things in a way that no one else can. And that's your job. And then imagine also then going out and having to to drop 40 every single night. (laughs) Like, artists who are like that do more than uh, everyone else. I just don't have a problem with that. And also, it makes, you know, like a producer like me, it makes my job... I'm not going to say easier. I don't. I don't want to say it like that. But it makes it maybe more enriching. It 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 allows people to focus on their roles. It allows people to key in on things that they really want to key in on. And it allows people to snap.
0: Right. I mean, like if you have. So basically, what you're saying is that if you have like a clear vision that you're working towards, it makes your job easier. Oh, it makes it.
1: It makes it easier, it makes it more fun. It I feel like I get the best out of myself in that in that case. And yeah, I I really respect people who who do that.
0: Well let's talk a little bit about Travis Scott's skepticism though. I mean, like right. because there's not a small contingent of people that level accusations against Travis Scott as a fraud, a biter, all these other things. Um, right. I mean, like, straight up, literally, was an ad-lib that was cribbed from future. His entire persona is kind of constructed from different, like, from his this contemporaries of his that. predecessors, and he recreates his influence. This is about- what I'll say about Okay, go that. ahead.
1: And I, I kind of hate when people talk about, oh, this person sounds like someone else. Uh-huh. Especially when that person is making music at a formative age, which is, it's really long range. But anywhere between 15 and honestly 25, you are your influences. So with that being said, if Travis Scott is was anything like me, he was a really big Kid fan, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. Really big Kanye West fan. Which is obvious. Mm -hmm. But he's also from Houston. So there's gonna be, you know, Southern influences. So if he's going to be making music at that time period, why would Future not be someone who he sounded like?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes. I do. So what what's what's the deal? So you're saying that like basically (laughs) if this were Alternative rock or punk well, or something. Let's, let's it would a, be a. It would be basically a subgenre, and rather than well, being like a, a. Let's
1: look at basketball. Kobe Bryant plays basketball like Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan was very famous and very successful in a time where Kobe Bryant was was learning how to play basketball.
0: Whose fault is that? <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. That's that's fantastic. Um, that's what is he supposed to do? Yeah, that's very true. Who I mean, is he supposed to play like? I mean, if like you see, if you see, you know, like Michael Jordan doing, you know, like ball fakes and drop steps right. and turn around jumpers on the elbow, I guess that you would try. Why to would do you that. not want
1: to do that? Yeah. When I'm when I'm in a when I'm on a basketball court, I'm pulling up from thirty every single time. <laughs> There's no question. I played basketball. You. I know that to be true. Yeah. Like, why not though? Uh,
0: okay. So, is this the best of his three albums? Would you say? Probably, maybe.
1: It, I don't think it has all my favorite songs from him because I really love Lose. Mm. The one that was on towards the end of uh, Birds in the Trap. And I really love Antidote. And I really love 90210. I really love 90210. I that, really love 90210. What was, what's the song that had Sway Lee and Chief Keef on it? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Wow. That one is so good. And that one, um, Chief That was Keefe on was the first album. Brunch. His debut album. <laughs> the
0: album's awesome. Yeah. The, the album is awesome. Uh Okay, so if not the best, not your personal favorite, mm-hmm. it's definitely the the most fully realized Travis Scott album. Probably,
1: yeah. He's twenty six, so me and him the same age, and I don't feel like I'm slowing down anytime soon. I feel like I'm really growing into myself artistically, and that's just exciting to think about.
0: Well, hopefully, uh, you know, eventually you'll you know like produce some records for him. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be completely awesome. Michael, thank you so much for coming in and talk about this album with me. It has been a wild ride, although I know you hate that metaphor. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Sorry for all the basketball uh, references.
0: It's like that sometimes. RBMA Radio with Earl Sweatshirt. Right, so for this week's recommendations, we're gonna go a little off the beaten path. I am recommending Stay Inside with Earl Sweatshirt and Knowledge. It's a radio show on Red Bull Radio.
1: What's going on, man? It's your boy, Earl Sweatshirt. I'm in the house with my what man, Knowledge. man, Knowledge, man, we in here getting right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. a little Monday morning Heineken, you know what I mean? Yep
0: you kind of have to go to their website to get it and you it. really have to be following their twitter feed to know when exactly it's happening it's usually just one day on the weekend out of the out of a month and earl sweatshirt and knowledge go back and forth just playing a lot of music that they like and sort of ad-libbing over it in between uh, i think one of my favorite soundbites from the show is earl sweatshirt talking about Yeah, Stay Inside Radio, Strange Rap Music from the Internet, baby. I found Baby Mother on this radio show, actually. Uh, There's all sorts of things like, I mean, like they'll play Prince, Uh, of course, No Worries Records, that's uh, Knowledge's joint project with Anderson Pack, The Futures, Bobby Hutchison's, Rock Marciano, Ka, the rapper from Brownsville that Earl Sweatshirt is so fond of. Uh, occasionally you can find these episodes ripped and uploaded to SoundCloud. I'm not trying to dime on anybody, but, you know, if you go and search Stay Inside Earl Sweatshirt, it'll pop up at least one or two episodes. Uh, they're usually about two hours long, two hours of music you probably haven't heard in a while or never have heard before. Uh, in addition, there is a playlist on Spotify, and we'll drop this for you in the show notes, uh, compiled by Michelle Zhu. Uh, My rock, thank you very much. I don't even know you, but uh, you do the Lord's work. And really, it's just, you know, I can't really say it better than Michelle says in the playlist description, which is Red Bull Radio presents Earl Sweatshirt and Knowledge and their dank ass music taste. So, you know, put it on and when you're driving or maybe even when you're, cleaning your apartment or if you're just kind of laying on the floor staring at the ceiling like I do sometimes.
1: That's how we rockin', baby. We got all the unclean turnarounds. Come get at me.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we'll be discussing Song of the Summer. I bet you probably all have some suspicions about what that might be. Special thanks to Michael Uzaruru for joining us. Shout out to my producers, Agia Shah and Zach Mack. Don't forget to check out our playlist that we will be updating every week with the songs that we're listening to. A link to that is in the description. Also, please rate and subscribe if you like the show, but only if you like the show. We would really appreciate it. Peace.